0: is scheduled for
1: hey 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 it's your boy KJ and welcome back to the Roped In podcast wow the wWE draft is in the rear view mirror and what the fuck was that? I'll, right off the bat, not very happy with what I saw. Uh, I'll get into why in in just a few minutes, but what the fuck was that? Not great. Not great television, guys. Not great television. However, the Wednesday Night War seems to be much more interesting. So, for people who don't really, you know, have anything to watch, or rather, on the main roster, Raw, SmackDown, SmackDown, to name two of the, sh- two of the shows, I-, I-, I feel like the, the Wednesday Night War is-, is-, is a good compensation. Now, everyone, I- the thing is that people are going to be talking about, oh, but, you know, like, uh, what about, like, the ratings falling and, like, you know, the, the-, the AEW's, like, dropped, like, 400,000 viewers and NXT's dropped, like, 200,000. Well, yeah, that's going to happen, you know? Everyone wants to watch the first shows. And then maybe they're like, oh, it's going to be different, so I'll check it out. Maybe it's not for them, you know? But they're still doing decent numbers for the types of shows they are, you know? And SmackDown dropped significantly more. SmackDown's not doing well. And SmackDown had a terrible show this past SmackDown. So, again, SmackDown, I feel like maybe they're trying to put this whole um, the, The Crown Jewel show in the in the back seat and then move forward from there and and build compelling storylines because let's face it all the all the saudi shows have kind of been you know like glorified house shows like nothing ever really happens no titles ever change and they have these weird like you know world cups and stuff so uh, like who gives a fuck right like i don't care i don't care about that stuff so in any case that's 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 something to get into in, in, in detail. But um how have you guys been? You guys alright? You guys doing well? You know? Had a good week? I've had a rough few weeks, guys. Honestly, I've just been so tired. I threw a I threw a party at my house this past weekend. Uh it was a beach themed party, so um that was that was kinda interesting, you know. Uh just any reason for me to be shirtless. But uh I did wear a shirt but I kept it open, you know um, my abs are not as visible as I thought they were, so, um, yeah, that was, that was a bit embarrassing, I had rice the night before, never do that, never do that, my body is unable to digest rice as it once used to be, and, and now I'm suffering, and it's, it just sucks, you guys, it just sucks, I'm <laughs> so upset. but, you know, I had rice, so, yay, I'm happy, I like rice, um, there's, there's a fat boy that lives inside me. I'm telling you, uh, <laughs> so yeah, At had a party. It was a beach theme party and, uh, people showed up in beach wear and, uh, it was really nice. It was a lot of fun. I might, I might post a picture or two on Twitter, you know, just to show, uh, what my house looked like, set it up, had like, you know, and, and thank you. Some of you guys, um, gave me ideas cause I put out a tweet. Um, so thank you for some ideas. I did use them. I put beach towels, uh, on my table and uh, had tiki torches, so it kind of changed from like a beach theme, a beach theme to- party to like just a Hawaiian luau sort of thing. Because I had lays as well, and uh, the only thing missing was a hula hoop girl. So um, unfortunately, uh, we didn't have that. And uh, we uh, we played a game called uh, Secret Hitler. That's right. It's not a Nazi game, but it's about Nazis. So that was interesting and fun. And weird. I don't know. Is it still too soon to talk about World War Two and in, in light? Like, I don't know. I can never tell. But yeah, so uh, I'm going to remain inappropriate and talk about uh, some wrestling because that's why you're here. Um, so why don't we kick the show off with Monday Night Raw. Raw rolls in. We are at, in the final night of the draft, the second part of the draft, right? We've got... Uh, Monday Night Raw kicking off with Becky versus Charlotte for the number one draft pick on Raw. Why? Why is this even a thing? Right? Is it even like a, a surprise to anyone to see a the the Raw people get the first pick because they have to fucking take three people, whereas SmackDown needs to take two. Now, now hear me out here, right? Hear me out. This is just an idea, speculation. You know. What if? You had each fucking brand pick one person each and then backstage with the free agents just let them fucking go to Raw. Put a few to SmackDown, but put most of them backstage on Raw. Like fucking Umberto Carrillo or Lucha House Party or those fucking people that no one gives a fuck about, right? Those two or five live guys that you're drafting. Put them onto Raw and SmackDown backstage without anyone fucking knowing. Give Raw all those fucking people so that it balances out and you have enough talent. Why do we have to watch fucking Raw, SmackDown, Raw, SmackDown, Raw? Makes no sense. It's not a draft anymore. Well, first of all, it's not a draft because half the people didn't move. They just stayed on the same brand that they initially were on. So, what in the fucking blue shits, was i watching does not make any sense to me anyways becky representing raw going against charlotte representing smackdown and the winner gets the first pick obviously somehow becky's gonna get the first pick so this was dumb so charlotte comes out she starts talking. I just want to be friends, Becky, and then punches Becky. Both women end up having a brawl. Then they start their match. Becky rolls Charlotte up for the win, giving Raw the first pick. Wow, surprise! Woo. Ugh. So yeah, so Raw gets the first pick. I'll do the draft choices at the end of Raw. So um, like I like I did before with uh, with SmackDown. So uh, yeah, whatever. This is match. They they have a decent match, but then fucking you know rolling up Charlotte for the win was like why can't you have a finish do a proper finish I'm fucking sick and tired of these roll ups. Um, next talking point, we have the tag team championship match, where Viking Raiders versus Rude and Ziggler, and I won't lie at at points I thought Rude and Ziggler were gonna pick up the win here. Uh, I don't know why I thought that in hindsight, but I did. I thought I thought they were gonna pick up the win and uh, retain their titles, but uh, no. Apparently, the Viking Raiders are getting the push. Viking Raiders hit the Viking experience on Rude. Uh, sorry, on on Ziggler, second week in a row, and uh, become your new Raw Tag Team Champions. We later see a promo that they cut where they actually mention that they were IWGP, Ring of Honor, NXT, and now undefeated WWE Tag Team Champions. So interesting that they mentioned the other promotions, which is a rarity for WWE. You know, they don't necessarily do that a lot. Um, the only other thing I can remember in relation to other prom- promotions was when Kurt Angle mentioned TNA on Raw, which was funny. Uh, to Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, that was funny. But, yeah, so uh, this this was uh, this was good, I guess. Um, let's see. I, I I like the Viking Raiders. I know David was on uh, the, the uh, Hell in a Cell podcast over here on Roped and talking about how he does not like the Viking Raiders. He doesn't understand their gimmick, which is fair. You know, I mean, to each their own. He doesn't like them. He doesn't enjoy them. It's up to him. Uh, but I, I personally like them. I like their style. I think watching them use – each other as weapons is is entertaining and funny uh but in like the scariest way possible so uh see i i i personally enjoyed watching that and i think i think they put on decent matches so let's see let's see who defeats these undefeated tag team champions for the titles um i hope they don't drop them and then move to smackdown or some shit like i want to see something good here uh then we have the street profits who are uh, backstage hanging out, you know, because they're newly drafted, and uh, the OC shows up, and the OC, you know, uh, initially AJ Styles is like, "Yeah, Street Profits, woohoo, let's do this, come on, Street Profits, whatever," and then he's like, "But why are you even here?" You know, Raw doesn't need hype men, and then uh, Street Profits like, "Yo, you got beef?" And they're like, nah, 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 we're cool, we're cool, and they walk away. But then you know they come back into the shot, attack the street Profits, beat them down, and uh, yeah. Later on, we see another promo by Street Profits saying that uh, we're not stupid. We know we need a third member, uh, and we need to we need to find a friend. So uh, so I guess next week they're gonna have a match, and they're gonna have uh, I guess uh, a partner, you know, to to go against uh, the OC. And now, personally, I think, I think, and a lot of people are speculating, oh, God, Cedric Alexander, it's always fucking Cedric Alexander. I don't think it's going to be Cedric Alexander. I think it's going to be Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is newly drafted to Raw, so I think that would get a big pop and a big rise out of people. So I I think, personally, I think it's Kevin Owens, uh, which would be great, you know, new, new member to Raw. Yeah, why not? Um... Uh, then we we see a Alana thing with where she's getting massage and she's dropping all these sexual innuendos where she's like, Ooh, I like it deeper. Oh, I want it harder. It's like, alright. Haha. I don't know I'm trying to think from a perspective of a teenager and there's so much like available porn for teenagers now that I don't think she would even give a shit. Like like uh, not she, but, like, a, a teenager watching this would just be like, all right, just fucking show her tits, dude. You know? Like, I don't think this is working for anyone. Who does this work for? A a child who does not have internet? Who only watches TV? Is that who, is, who this is working for? Because sure as hell, is isn't working for me. I'm 30. doesn't work for me. Is it working for horny teenagers? Maybe. You know? Maybe that makes them want to watch porn. She's gorgeous. She's super hot. But like doesn't do anything for me. And then uh we, we we see the masseuse in the shot. She's like, Oh, if you want I can go in deeper and she's like, Yeah, I want it deeper and then you could see her look <laughs> look away from the like you see her look behind the camera and, and then she's like trying not to laugh. And then <laughs> they uh yeah, she just She basically just goes off the the screen and and Bobby Lashley comes in fucking jacked up. And and then he starts massaging her. And I think like maybe he was like about to crush her leg. And she turns around. She's like, "Mm, I like that Rusev could not make me this happen or some shit like that. I'm just like, oh, fuck's sakes. This is so cringe. Who's enjoying this? Bobby Lashley. That's who for sure. If she's actually naked under that, god damn, this guy this guy must be going bunkers. Yeah, no, seriously, this 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 was weird. I don't know where they're going with this. I genuinely don't. Rusev wasn't even there this week. I don't know where the fuck they're going with this. Then <clears throat> this, oh god. Tyson Fury and Braun Strowman. Tyson Fury And Braun Strowman are having a match at Crown Jewel. Oh, this is going to be so bad. So bad. Tyson Fury, as they keep saying, is the lineal boxing heavyweight. Undefeated lineal boxing heavyweight champion of the world. Uh, He is not a... I mean, in the ring, that brawl was terrible. Absolutely terrible that they did last week. So this is a contract signing. Comes in. Braun Strowman sits down. Table's in the middle. Tyson Fury comes out. His trash talk is decent. You know, he's a boxer. He's he's used to trash talk, and he's he's pretty good with his trash talk. So uh, he, he, he can kind of hold in, his own in, in that respect, in that regard. But this is just not something I want to watch. This whole Crown Jewel thing is nothing I want to watch. I just want them to move past it and get to Survivor Series. That's all I care about. So... Yeah, Braun basically stands up, they talk some shit, he, s- he smashes the table, the table breaks, and then, uh, this is so weird, Tyson Fury picks up a pen and pretends he can't break it three times before easily snapping it in half like a fucking toothpick. Like, why, what was the purpose of that? What, were, what Like, were we supposed to be like, wait. Can you really not break that pen? Nope. He broke it with ease. But then why did you do it? I don't understand. I didn't understand it. Genuinely didn't understand it. And then, the final match of the night was Natalia coming out against the Kabuki Warriors and going like, well, I need a partner. And my partner is someone who took me to the limit Lacey Evans. Like, just fucking last week you were trying to kill each other. Now you're friends? Now you're helping her? Why? Good God, I had so many... So much trouble with these shows. Just... Oh. And you know what? They didn't even fucking win the match. They didn't even fucking win the match. Asuka rolls her up. She she rolls... Not Natalia, sorry. She rolls Lacey Evans up and gets the fucking win. Not even with the mist. She didn't even use the mist. They didn't even cheat. Nothing. Rolled her up, got the win. Why? Why? And like Lacey didn't even like turn around and punch Natalia or something. Nothing, no. Because they're on different shows now, so like what? What the fuck? I don't get it. I really don't get it. And and speaking of not getting it, the fucking final thing. Seth Rollins is going fiend hunting. Fiend hunting. He finds Bray Wyatt's house. Right? He finds the Firefly Fun House. He beats up Bray Wyatt. And like Bray stands up, Bray's like, "What are you doing? Please don't do this. Please Seth, please stop." But Seth punches him, beats him down more and burns the burns the Firefly Fun House down. And as it's burning, you can hear Bray Wyatt's maniacal laughter. So, what? Excuse me. Bray Wyatt... What? Uh, uh, Why? I'm sorry, what? What just happened here? Why are we watching this? They... they Okay. All right, listen. For sure. For sure. Some shit's going down because everyone booed the fuck out of that that main event at Hell in a Cell, right? They've had two two weeks to think about it and been like, all right, listen... That didn't work. How do we fix it? What do we do? How can we make this work? They they decide to find, somehow put Seth in the Firefly Funhouse. They... It, like, it should be a sacred thing. To me, no one should come there. Alright? That's like this portal that only Bray Wyatt can open, enter, and be there. Alright? That's how it should be. But somehow... This guy, Seth Rollins, finds the Firefly Funhouse, goes and beats up Bray Wyatt, throws some of the fucking portraits and pictures away, and then he proceeds to burn it down. Now, the backlash of what happened at Hell in a Cell is going to turn Seth Rollins' heel. Now, if this is the direction they're going with, maybe they did the right thing. But, however, if, This is not what they want. If they want Seth to stay face, they are going the wrong direction, my friend. Because this is doing nobody any favors. Seth Rollins needs to not... He's becoming very unlikable. Very unlikable. At this rate, he's going to be the next Roman Reigns. I'm telling you right now. So, honestly you got to figure something out here, bud. Because this is not doing anyone any favors. People are going to lose their interest in Bray Wyatt. And Seth Rollins is going to be unlikable. I'm already kind of like soured on Bray Wyatt now. Because it's like he he was meant to be this larger than life above everyone kind of figure. Like how Brock Lesnar was. You know? But I don't know. I'm kind of soured on it. Genuinely, I'm soured. <sighs> Whatever. Anyway, so draft. Let's get to the draft, right? We had the draft. So here are the order. There's six rounds. First round, Seth Brock. I was right, by the way. There was a question asked last week: Who would you draft first? I said Seth and Brock. Seth and Brock, respectively, were drafted first and second. Um, so Seth goes to Raw. Uh, Brock Lesnar goes to SmackDown, Charlotte to Raw, New Day to SmackDown, Andrade to Raw. Interesting choice with Charlotte going to Raw, uh, but like, Becky and Sasha are on on SmackDown, so I guess. Uh, sorry, not Becky, sorry Bailey, Bailey and Sasha are on SmackDown, so let's see, let's see. So it's like interesting that they're picking Bailey and and Sasha, who are both friends, and then you've got Becky and Charlotte who dislike each other. So they, I guess, they have to build more people up on SmackDown to go against Bailey or something. You know, the, see, the curiosity is what I like. I like not being able to tell everything. So let's see. Uh second round goes to, well, it's Raw SmackDown, Raw SmackDown, Raw, right? So the second round kicks off with Kabuki Warriors to Raw. Daniel Bryan remains on SmackDown. Rusev to Raw. Uh, you know what? I don't even know who was where, so I'm just going to say the names without, like, staying and going. Uh, so, Rusev to Raw, Bailey to SmackDown, Aleister Black to Raw. Um, if I remember correctly, Aleister Black was on SmackDown, Bailey was on SmackDown, Rusev was missing in action, Daniel Bryan was already on SmackDown, Kabuki Warriors, Asuka. Kairi Sane just showed up, so I don't know where the fuck she was. But Asuka was... Also Smack that. So I don't know, but yeah. So again, I I don't even know if there was a lot of moving around and stuff. But this wild card bullshit is fucked up. Uh, third round: Cedric Alexander goes to Raw Nakamura with Sami Zayn goes to SmackDown, which was so sad because they didn't even mention Sami Zayn while the draft was happening. Umberto Carrillo to uh, to Raw Ali to SmackDown, which is I think a good choice, and Eric Rowan to raw which i find weird because harper as i found out later is on smackdown so i don't i don't know what the purpose of splitting them up was don't get it buddy murphy to raw rudin Ziggler to smackdown this is around 4 by the way uh Jinder mahal who has been off tv for god knows how long was in that fucking 24/7 title picture by the way no mention of that on either show this week Uh, Jinder Mahal to Raw Carmella to Smackdown R-Truth to Raw Why would you split them up? Why? Seriously I'm asking you Answer me Why would you split them up? Initially I was like Okay this is dumb But then They grew on me Where he kept calling All the blonde girls Carmella And then Carmella Was eventually like No you know what I'm gonna like You know I think I think this guy's misunderstood I'm just gonna be his friend I'm gonna help him out a little bit, and I love their chemistry. The chemistry was excellent. It it made me genuinely like Carmella. Carmella initially, like when she was with, um, what was his name? J- uh, fucking Ellsworth, James Ellsworth, Ellsworth. Why do I feel like I'm saying that wrong? James Ellsworth. Yeah, that's his name, right? Jeez, he's been missing for so long, I've forgotten his name. Uh, but yeah, when he was w- when she was with him, like. I was like, ah, oh, okay, you know, she's using the guy, and he's he's just like, oh, this super hot girl is like into me, so I'll do whatever she says. Like it, it eventually kind of worked, but our truth and Carmela was so much better because Truth's comic timing is excellent. He's so good. So Carmela basically was rising; her stock was rising. Why would you split them up when, when we weren't sick of it yet? I wasn't sick of it, I was still completely happy with it. So, me personally, I'm a little soured, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe other people are like, "Yeah, all right, that act was done, you know, cool, in the bag. Fuck it, it's done." So I, I a little, little, don't understand the booking of it, but we, I guess we'll see. Maybe Carmella, is, a face, is required on SmackDown, so I guess they put her there. Corey Graves. I don't know. Something. And R-Truth, while he's 24-7 champion, I guess he's defending on both shows. So maybe he'll still be around? Again, I don't know. Rudin Ziggler dropping the titles made sense, I guess, now because they're moving to SmackDown. Alright. Now. <sighs> the, the uh, <laughs> Fifth round. This is the weirdest fucking round. Fifth round. Mind you, Right, Umberto Carillo, Eric Rowan, Cedric Alexander, Jinder Mahal, Carmella, and r Truth have all been picked by round number four. Here comes round number five. Five the first pick, Samoa. Joe that's the first pick of the fifth round after Cedric Alexander Buddy Murphy Jinder Mahal Umberto Carrillo who people have never even seen have all been picked before Samoa Joe in the fifth fucking round following him was the miz who had such high value just earlier this year before wrestlemania last year he was he was on top he was doing so fucking well but they're going in the fifth fucking round what So I'm just going to go through this round. It's Samoa Joe, The Miz, Akira Tozawa, Baron Corbin, Shelton Benjamin, in that order respectively, right? Baron Corbin, who just won the King of the Ring tournament, was the fourth pick in the fifth round by SmackDown. Who is doing this, man? Honestly, I, I don't understand it. I just want to understand why they're doing this. Are there are they seeded so there's the first seed, second seed, third seed, fourth seed and fifth seed, right? And all the first seed people, there's only one type of caliber of, of superstars that can go in them. So so everyone who gets picked first can only be picked like you can only pick these superstars, right? Because they're first seeds. But then if we're doing it that way in these six rounds, we've got Seth Kabuki Warriors, Cedric Alexander, Buddy Murphy, Samoa Joe, and who we'll get into in a bit, Rey Mysterio, all for a seed? So you're telling me Cedric Alexander, Buddy Murphy, Seth, and Kabuki Warriors are all in the same one? Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio are all the same one? That makes no sense. So I'm sorry, that's there's no logic there. So there's zero logic throughout these picks. The big names should have been picked first. Simple as that. If I have a show, I'm drafting big people, I want the big people first. Simple as that. Spending way too much time on this. Sorry. Shelton Benjamin, whatever. He had his first match that I remember on Raw against uh, Ricochet. Whatever. Fuck it. Sixth, we see Rey Mysterio, Shorty Gable, who eventually changes his name. We'll get into that. Titus O'Neil, Elias, and Liv Morgan. So, um, okay. Elias goes in the last round. Titus O'Neal gets picked. Harper does not, who was at a pay-per-view just not too long ago. But Titus O'Neal is picked. I don't understand this, man. I I really, really fucking don't. I I don't even know what the fuck I should say about this. This is the worst draft I've ever seen. 150%. Worst draft I've ever seen. I've been watching wrestling for... 17, eight, 17 years 17 years consistently watching wrestling might I say never seen anything this bad so yeah fuck that Uh, <laughs> let's move on to Smackdown I just want to get these shitty shows over so I can talk about AEW and NXT uh, I'm just going to run through this man sorry if you're, if you're here to listen to Raw and Smackdown because you love the shows I apologize because this was fucking dog shit this is absolute dog shit. I had no. I. Like, going back through SmackDown to write my notes, I was just like, fuck this. Like, why? Why? This is so dumb. Shinsuke Nakamura defends the Intercontinental Championship against Roman Reigns in the opening of the show. First match starts. The match ends when Baron Corbin interferes because of some Twitter feud that him and Roman had. So, thanks, WWE. I was not paying attention to Twitter, so I had no idea why Baron Corbin was out there. But thank you for explaining it to me. I wonder what the crowd felt. Because if you weren't paying attention to Twitter, and you're sitting in the crowd, you're just like, why the fuck is Baron Corbin even there? Really poor booking. Just the same shit again and again. I don't want to see shit from Twitter on my TV show. Keep my whole TV show world as one. If you want to announce a fucking match, fine. But don't build feuds over Twitter. This is so dumb. I was so confused. Like, my entire reaction to to Baron Corbin coming out should be like, Oh, fuck. Why the fuck is he here? Oh, yeah, because he said this backstage. Or he did this backstage. Or he said this to him in the ring. Or last week. Or this or that. Whatever. But Twitter? Something on Twitter? Get the fuck out of here. Darren Corbin, Shinsuke, and Sami Zayn all start beating up uh, Roman Reigns. Daniel Bryan comes out for the save and chases the bad guys away. This eventually leads to a match that, uh, a tag team match. Just some fucking dumb shit, you guys. I'm sorry. I I just, I can't, I can't bring myself around to talking about this positively in any sense. In any facet. I can't. I can't do it. Can't do it. Sorry. Gable versus Axel. Gable wins with an ankle lock. And after the match, Chad Gable, who became Shorty Gable, has now shortened it even more and is now going by the name Shorty G. God, I don't even know what to say. (laughs) I'm not a tall guy. I'm a short guy. So uh, if he's short, I'm a midget. Like straight up. (laughs) I'm vertically challenged. So yeah. Yeah. This guy's fucking, like, for people who know in centimeters, I believe he's, like, 170. I'm 164 or 165, one of those two. And he's 170, so he's 5 centimeters taller than me. I think he's, like, so that makes him 5'7", 5'8", some shit like that. I'm 5'5", I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm 5'5". I'm not sure. But whatever. This guy, if he's short, I'm, I'm... i midget. Doesn't. Whatever. Let, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Let's see where they go with this. This is not. I don't like this. Whatever. New Day and Heavy Machinery versus Revival and uh, Rudin Ziggler. Kofi Kingston is what I want to talk about here. Kofi Kingston, who two weeks ago was a WWE champion, was the WWE champion, had a WrestleMania moment winning that title, is so sidelined. That no one, I didn't, I wasn't even seeing him. I didn't even see him on TV. I was like, "Where the fuck is Kofi Kingston? Is he even there?" I don't see him. Kofi, hello. Had no idea, absolutely no clue. So yeah, Kofi Kingston, cool, whatever. Poor guy. There's only one thing where they're, they they had the backstage thing with uh, the new day. You know, Xavier and Woods are uh, Xavier and Woods, <laughs> Xavier and Big E. Uh, are standing backstage and the heavy machinery come in and then I, th- I believe it was Tucker that turned to Kofi he's like hey man uh, sorry for losing your title or whatever you know it's good you know you must be down he's like no nah, man I'm positive but he's holding a pancake and you see him like crush it in his hand so it's like ooh is that a sign am I supposed to look at that and be like Oh, maybe that's gonna be something so ty- I'm just trying to find the silver lining here guys I'm, I'm reaching I'm really reaching so uh, I'm hoping that's something uh yeah, so the good guys win this match, you know, Midnight Hour picks up the win, whatever. I don't think anyone really cares. Uh Bailey and Sasha come out for a Miss TV segment. Sasha looks so good. Uh they do this uh, little thing and then Nikki Cross comes out and uh that begins the, you know, the train of women who are about to compete in the Six Pack Challenge. They start coming out. So Dana Brooke comes out, Lacey Evans comes out, Fire and Desire, and Carmella. So this is uh, the Six Pack Challenge match. Nikki Cross picks up the win, pinning Mandy Rose with a swinging neckbreaker, which was really good. And uh, Nikki Cross challenging Bailey for the title. I unfortunately feel like they want to feed Bailey some fodder because of her new look, her new character, her change. By the way, love her new music. Her new music is so sick. Uh, it it um, it shows like you know the change in character. I like, I like. I, I mean, look. Sorry to say, she, she's not great looking, but the change in look is so good. It makes her, it makes her look sort of not like I wouldn't say menacing because I still kind of need to get used to this new Bailey, but I feel the change. You know what I mean? Like I feel the change, so that's a good thing as long as I feel the change that's already a step in the right direction so you know baby steps but I don't hate this I, I enjoyed it so um, yeah Bailey Bailey going forward finally something on Raw and Smackdown that I didn't hate and then the main event Brian and Reigns versus Corbin Nakamura a good guys win that's a, what, what, what more can I say Danny Bryan hits the knee, picks up the win, shakes Roman Reigns in the hand that's it what's the fucking purpose of this we 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 know Sami Zayn isn't going to Saudi. Daniel Bryan doesn't go to Saudi. Is this is there any point to this? Is Roman Reigns going to become Intercontinental Champion? If he does, I'm okay with that. But let's see what he does with that title then. Why is he going for secondary titles when he was competing for the WWE or the Universal title? Like, you know, fuck knows. I don't know what they're gonna do, but they better make it good. Oh, God, Raw and SmackDown in the past. Fuck, I never want to see those shows ever again in my life. Uh, Wednesday Night War. Let's start with AEW. All right, this is what I enjoy talking about, you guys. This is what I enjoy talking about. So, the show starts off with the Lucha Brothers taking out Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian. They really put Christopher Daniels out of commission. So, basically, SCU are coming out to have their match against the best friends. And uh, because of what happened last week against the Lucha Brothers, they started brawling on on top of the ramp. I guess the Lucha Brothers come out this week, and they take out one of the guys, you know? So initially it was supposed to be Frankie Kazarian, Christopher Daniels in that match. But then, and and Scorpio Sky was sitting out because he was like, you know what, like, I'm going to do... I'm um, basically uh, the the idea was that he's gonna leave the two veterans of the business, the two veterans of the industry, to kind of like, you know, have the match because they're they're more talented, uh, not talented, but they're more experienced, and and let them let them enter the tournament, and win the titles. But now that Christopher Daniels is taken out, Scorpio Sky had to replace him last second, unplanned, which I really liked that little touch, you know. He was not ready. He had his fucking tennis shoes on and his trainers, and he's like, fuck it, I'll take his place. So he gets into the match, and Kazarian and Scorpio Sky win. So they're advancing, not Christopher Daniels. Now, you're probably thinking, why wasn't Scorpio Sky with them? Well, they, they mentioned on commentary in the rules that only two members, if it's a team of three, four, five, six, whatever it is, only two of the members are allowed by ringside. The The third person is not allowed to be by ringside, which is why Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian were coming out on their own, and Scorpio Sky was backstage unprepared. So, yeah. Uh, they, they beat the best friends, advanced to the next round. Really good. Cody Rhodes, then, is shown in a video package, which was excellent. Started off kind of weird, you know, with... Uh, Brandy Rose coming in. She sits down. She's like, hey, listen, blah, 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 blah. And, like, you know, she kind of, like, drones out into the background. And you see, like, Cody's unable to concentrate. He gets up. And he goes. He gives her a kiss. He's like, yeah, whatever you want, you know? And but then she's like, you know, I get it. He Once he's concentrating, once he's super passionate about something, he's super passionate. So his mind is completely focused on the title, which I liked a lot because it shows the relevance and importance of that title how much he's thinking about it when he's not uh, at the promotion, whether he's at home, whether he's at work, wherever he is. And then they have several people like Cody's mom. They have DDP, MJF. They all talk about Cody and how much he wants that title, which I thought was excellent. Really, really well done. This video package was, was just really well done. I enjoyed it tremendously. Then we have a match: Rio versus Britt Baker for the for the AEW Women's Championship. Uh, the match ends when Baker puts puts in the submission, like it's kind of like a Rings of Saturn kind of thing. But then, puts in the mandible claw, and the only way for Rio to get out was to roll Britt up. She does, and she gets the win, retains her title. I really like that because I'm so sick of seeing all those roll ups in WWE. You know. So it's just like, oh man, it's constantly the same. Roll up, roll up, roll up, roll up, sudden roll up, oh wins. But over here, it's like she had no other choice. She had to roll her up, you know? And if Brit didn't want to be rolled up, she has to let go of the submission, right? Well, she was like, maybe I'll get her to tap out. She's like, maybe one second more. And it was one second too late. Brit gets rolled up, Rio wins. So loved it. Um, there was mutual respect. I thought Brit was going to turn for some reason. I just, I'm just waiting for the first turn. So um, I'm kind of like setting myself up here, but yeah, uh, the mutual respect from both women. Decent match, not not the best, but it was a decent match. Decent, not match. Lucha Brothers then come out against Marco Stunt and Jungle Boy of the Lucha. Uh, was it the the Lucha Express? No, the Jurassic Express. God. Um, <laughs> the now here's the thing. I thought the Lucha Express... Fucking hell, why do I keep calling the Lucha Express? The The Jurassic Express. I thought the Jurassic Express were going to win this whole thing. But that's because I thought Luchasaurus was going to be in this. But Luchasaurus is not in this match. It's Marco Stunt instead. Because I only found out now that he's injured. He's pulled something in his hamstring or something. Or some leg like injury. So, Luchasaurus is out. So Which is why Marco Stunt Jungle Boy. So now... If I'm allowed, you guys, I'd like to change my decision. Now, uh, people are thinking Dark Order, but I'm thinking maybe Lucha Brothers. Like, why wouldn't you? They're the, they're the most talented out of all the other teams, you know? So maybe Lucha Brothers? I think it could be Lucha Brothers versus Dark Order in the finals. That'd be good. I'd, I'd like to see that, you know? I think Lucha Brothers are far more superior than i guess any of the tag teams in the tournament because they just are but yeah you know again for people who don't know or if you don't want to know skip the next 30 seconds because i'm gonna talk about omega versus ray phoenix yeah skipped skip now skip already so omega beat ray phoenix for uh, was it the triple a championship i'm not sure which championship but he beat him Apparently the match was insane. I haven't watched it yet, but yeah, Ray Phoenix is excellent. You know, so and he's in that. And I think, I honestly think that um, Pentagon is is so good. Pentagon, both of them actually. I think both these Lucha Brothers are so supremely talented that, yeah. I just I don't, I don't know. You know, I want to see I want to see more from from both of them. So I I think they could make the the new tag team champions or the inaugural tag team champions. Uh, but yeah, so Lucha Brothers basically get the win with uh, the the package power driver on stunt into a, so Ray Phoenix does a double stomp and drops, uh, what's his name, uh, fucking Marco stunt on his head with the package pile driver picks up the win, not a difficult job which you know as it should be, or as it shouldn't be, uh, and then we have Pac versus Moxley versus Omega. And hangman page. In the middle of the match, Omega brings out a barbed wire broom while Moxie gets a barbed wire bat. Pac gets into the ring, attacks Omega, grabs a weapon out of Moxie's hand, and he picks up the broom, throws it out of the ring, starts yelling at Moxie about getting disqualified. Mox gets annoyed and he drops uh, Pac with a paradigm shift. Omega then hits his uh, running knee. Hangman picks him up for the dead eye and gets the win. Pac loses for the first time, not in singles competition, uh, but tag team competition. and I I believe this is his first loss. So um, I'm guessing they're building up some of this for the future. And if I'm not mistaken, it's Moxley versus Pac next week, which is weird. Like, that to me is a pay-per-view caliber match. That's pay-per-view so you're putting on tv all right hey it's your promotion you know i'm 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 here with an open mind i'm here with an open mind to see what you show me so let's see let's see Uh, our main event of the evening is chris jericho versus darby allen for the aew heavyweight championship in a philadelphia street fight this was a little confusing for me because i some of the rules were unclear the street fight has a rope break? So I that was weird for me. I did not understand that, but apparently AEW Street Fights have rope breaks. Okay. So the street fight has rope breaks. Uh Jericho at some point tapes up Darby Allen's hands to his back, but that doesn't stop the psycho. Allen hits a moonsault, he dives onto the outside, he does a spinning senton on from the top rope and at some point, Jericho finally managed to grab this motherfucker, picks him up, drops him on a skateboard. the skateboard does not break, so it must have hurt, but Alan kicks out of fucking all this shit and then he drop kicks Jericho as Jericho's swinging a chair, so he drop kicks Jericho through the chair Jericho falls, Alan somehow manages to get to the top rope, but as he's on the top rope, Jake Hager comes up, pushes him off the poor. Fucking scrawny bastard falls to the floor. Jericho puts him in the walls and picks up the win. Out come the rest of the team members of Inner Circle with a little bit of bubbly. And they celebrate. So Inner Circle celebrate the the retention of the title. Is that a word? Retention? I believe it is. If it's not, I just made it up. So yeah. Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. AEW, not a bad show. Not a bad show at all. Uh, you know what I'll just say it now. I put up a poll, NXT versus AEW. I put it up almost every every Wednesday night and uh well so far I've done it every Wednesday night. And uh, I asked which was the better show of the week and this time it's pretty much fifty fifty. It's very fifty fifty ish. So Okay, that's cool, you know. Let's let's get into NXT and see if it was really fifty fifty. Champa, Champa makes his big in-ring return. Tommaso Champa comes in looking fucking great. This guy's shredded. He looks better than ever. He looks more menacing than ever. His beard's grown out. Looks fucking so frightening. Champa comes out, wrestles Angel Garza, wins the match with uh, with the uh, Willows. Oh fuck! I should have written the name down. I apologize. But it was Willow something. Basically, Willow's, and no, not Willow's and something. But basically, Willow, I believe, is his daughter's name. So it's named after her, which is really nice. And uh, yeah, so uh, so basically, Champa defeats Angel Garza. Is in the ring celebrating. Undisputed Era come out. Champa runs to the outside quickly. Puts up a chair and he gets his crutch out. He's uh, ready to fight the Undisputed Era. But they they surround the ring, and. Instead of attacking, Kylo Riley goes, tosses a USB drive to, to Mario Ronala and, uh, and tells him to play it. And he goes back. All the guys leave. It's like, okay, what was that? You know, that was weird. They say, all right, when we come back from commercial, we'll find out if we can play this or not. Uh, we come back from commercial. Maro's like, all right, we've got the clear. Uh, we've got the green light from the production truck. We can play the video, so uh, here it is. They play the video, and you see, Kyle O'Reilly, holding like a camera, and you know he's he's holding a camera. Bobby Fish, and Adam Cole is yelling into the camera. He's like, "You don't mess with us! You don't mess with us!" This is what happens. Tell him, Roddy, and then uh, no, no, he doesn't point at Roddy. Sorry, he he he's like, "Look, look at this. This is what happens." And then they show Velveteen Dream. Now, here's the thing, right? There's this little subtlety that I want to talk about. When the Undisputed Era came to the ring, Roddy Strong, in particular, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with him? Why is this, like, he, is that a new t-shirt style? Because his t-shirt looks ripped up completely, right? I was like, okay, this is, that's weird. He looks so weird. But then, when we get to this video, right, Adam Cole was like, you know what, like, I'll show you, like, this is, this is what happens when you mess with the Undisputed Era. They turn the camera and, and flat out over a bunch of boxes is is velveteen dream out like a light beaten up bruised battered whatever and roddy strong is climbing down from from the top of the production truck down a ladder and his shirt is all ripped up so and then he starts beating an unconscious velveteen dream roddy gets really mad he's like you don't mess with me you don't mess with me this is what happens so undisputed era all beat up velveteen dream Roddy Strong, I guess, was caught in this little battle and Dream ripped his shirt. So it's like Left for Imagination, which I think is so fucking good. That is excellent. Such a great, subtle detail. But it makes the story so complete. I fucking love the continuity there. So well done. And then as Strong is walking away, he crushes Velveteen Dream's sunglasses. And, and Velveteen Dream is out. We then see William Regal talk about him later on. And he's like, you know what? Unfortunately, Velveteen Dream is out. He will not be able to compete for the title next week. uh, And he might not even be able to compete at war games. So I was like, oh, fuck. So is is that like a story thing? Or is he going to come back and be like, no, put me in the match. I'll still be like, you know, who knows? But from what I've heard, Velveteen Dream might actually be injured. He might legit have an injury. So... Let's see. I don't know any details of the injury, but I hope he's not because I would love to see Undisputed Era versus Dream uh, versus Tommaso Ciampa, Finn Balor, and Johnny Gargano inside War Games. So that would be good. that would be really good. I I, I really want to see that. Uh Io Shirai then has a match against Caden Carter. She defeats her with not much difficulty. Shirai then takes the mic. She says, not Rhea, not Bianca. Shayna, it's me. But then Rhea Ripley comes out, tells Io to keep her name out of her mouth, uh, or she'll teach her a lesson. Io backs out. No one wants to fuck with Rhea, rightfully so. Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair is actually announced for next week, so that will be a good match. Um... And then, so, oh, I forgot to mention that William Regal said that since Roddy Strong is not defending against Velveteen Dream next week, the winner of Dominic Dominic Dajakovic uh, versus Keith Lee will face Roderick Strong for the North American Championship. So I really really thought this was going to be excellent. And uh, these guys can't put on a bad match. And I was not disappointed, this match was excellent. Until it lasted. But unfortunately, no finish. Roderick Strong comes out, attacks both men with the title, and is celebrating. He's like, haha, no one's going to face me now. But then Regal, which I love immediately, Regal's like, that was really smart, Rowdy, but not smart enough, Sunshine. And that Sunshine thing is excellent. Like, no one does it better than this guy. Like, he, he's the only one who can menacingly say sunshine to anyone and still look like a fucking badass. So <laughs> Regal's ready. He says, uh next week you will face both these men in a triple threat match and Roddy's obviously irate he's like no what the fuck so i mean as soon as he was disqualified i kind of figured that this is where they would go and i kind of like that, that we don't have a finish maybe some months down the line when one of them is champion we could see that you know that rubber match so i don't want like all right we're seeing this match every week now so let's let's put some gaps between you know let's let's not make everyone sick of it. And Triple Threat is a good way to spice things up. So I'm I'm uh I'm very, very interested in seeing where this goes. Uh and then we see Tegan Knox return to the ring, the Welsh girl who got injured in the May Young Classic. Um, she was I believe a favorite to win that thing. So she defeats Tainara Conti and after the match she's standing outside with Kathy Kelly. Kathy Kelly's inter- interviewing her. Dakota Kai comes out to celebrate but then Shayna Baszler interrupts her with her two henchmen, Marina Shafir and Desmond Juke. Um, and, and both these, or, or th- all three women stand there and Shayna's like, Tegan, you don't deserve a title shot. And uh, just ask your friend Dakota, which see again, like I mentioned last week, like bring that, that full circle, you know, where they remind everyone how scared Dakota was of Shayna. And she left the locker room and Shayna came in talking shit. So I, I like that, you know, I like that. So she, this is really well done. Yep, so Tegan doesn't deserve a title shot, which I kind of agree because Tegan just had one match. So let's see, you know, build her up. Tegan's excellent. She she won her match with the Shiniest Wizard. Loved it. Excellent. Uh, So, yeah, here uh, we, we then have the main event of the evening, which is Pete Nunn versus Damian Priest. Really fucking good match. Done. While he was coming to the ring, Killian Dane, so Killian Dane, who had just beat a boa, the I believe he's Chinese, yeah, Chinese superstar. So Dunn was uh, walking down the ramp. Dane gets into Dunn's face, points a finger. Dunn snaps his finger. Dane wants to beat him up. I believe that's going to be a feud later. So, you know, they built it up from now, which is good. I think that'll be good. Uh, so, yeah, so Pete Dunn gets to the ring. Both these guys have an excellent match. I love Damian Priest's entrance. That's It's so cool. Uh, and then they they wrestle for, I believe it was about 10 to 12 minutes. I could be wrong. But in any case, Priest, who is heel, low blows Pete Dunne when the referee wasn't looking and does his uh, move called the Reckoning, which is also like a spinning neckbreaker, and he gets a win. So, Damian Priest remains undefeated, but uses sneaky methods to get that win. So, I like this. I genuinely like this. I thought it was was really good. And uh, people booed the person they were supposed to boo. They cheered the people they needed cheered. So, NXT is doing a fantastic job. Really well done. Really good show. AEW also was a good show. It wasn't super excellent but it was a good show it wasn't it was by no means was it a bad show so if i had to pick one i might say nxt edged aew out this week by a little bit a tiny bit you know but i can understand why people think it's 50 50 there's both the shows are good you know And There doesn't have to be a winner, but in my opinion, I preferred NXT just a tiny bit more. Maybe because I'm invested in more of the characters and I've been watching for much longer than AEW that I I partially favored NXT because I I know the characters and I know... But honestly, the thing that edges it out for me was Roddy Strong's t-shirt. That genuine, that tiny bit of continuity, that tiny subtlety edged it out for me. I'm not even joking. I'm dead serious. I think that tiny bit of continuity made it seem so much more better for me. So, yeah, that's my pick. Uh, So, yeah, those are the shows, you guys. So, I guess it's time to get into... Five of the Week! Five of the week. Trailing this list this week is Tommaso Ciampa, who looked excellent. Uh, he, he still got a tiny bit of ring rust, I would say, but you know he the stuff that he did with Angel Garza's pants and stuff that was really interesting and funny. And uh, the he picked up the win, you know, convincingly. And uh, Angel Garza, who's also pretty good, by the way. Uh, you know he put him out with uh, with a new finisher. He didn't do the fairy tale ending. Which, which is also a great move. But yeah, he looked he looked good. He didn't back down from the undisputed era who came out. I liked it. You know, Champa looked good. So Champa trails this list at number five. Number four is Damian Priest, who remains undefeated. I like that he's established that he's a heel guy. He's he's got a great set of moves. He's a really good wrestler in ring. Is fantastic. I think this was the best match so far on NXT. And uh, he he pulled the sneaky win. He he's got great facial expressions whenever he doesn't win or whenever he's trying to be cocky. His his expressions are excellent. I love that about him. So uh, yeah, so Damien Priest, number number four this week. Number three it goes to Darby Allen. Darby Allen is a psychopath, this guy. Someone please convince him not to try and kill himself. He he the the stuff that he was pulling in the ring is just unreal. Unreal fucking real so what a what a competitor what a guy uh, really interesting to watch not always entertaining for me because i'm scared a lot and not not because he's not entertaining it's just i'm scared i don't want the guy to hurt himself so i'm scared of that and i'm scared that i'm gonna watch something like that that ends up you know giving me nightmares I don't want I don't want the guy to hurt himself. So Darby out number three, number two the Lucha Brothers this week. Lucha Brothers are are rising for me, man. They're they're so good. I'm fucking loving these guys. They take out one one half of the uh, SCU tag team members, so SCU's forced to replace them, replace him rather. And uh, Lucha Brothers were uh, just in ring fantastic. The, the match that they had with Marco Stunt and Jungle Boy... Really good. And they won convincingly. So... For me, Lucha Brothers are... You know, I'm looking at them I'm like... Alright, who the fuck can beat these guys? Which is exactly what you want. You know? So... Yeah. Lucha Brothers for me... Number, number two. And number one this week... I'm sorry, I might be a little biased. I might. But Undisputed Era, baby. Undisputed Era didn't even need to have a fucking match. Again... The subtleties in making that video, the way Adam Cole was so mad and uh, the cockiness of him when he's backing off from Champa, standing on top of the ramp and when the music does his, you know, the, the boom, he even like quietly just goes boom. And like, it's like, oh man, like you're fucking asshole, but I love it. And and they, they surround the ring. They could easily like jump in, beat him up, but they didn't. They chose to take their time with it. They're gonna they're gonna attack him whenever they feel is right. The video package was Adam Cole yelling at the camera it was so well done. Like you see the passion and, and the layout of that whole you know backstage segment was so good. So good. Undisputed error for me to take this one. The most memorable thing the whole week for me was that. And Roddy Strong's T shirt. Again. Great subtle detail. Fucking love that. Uh so yeah, so those are the five of the week, you guys. And uh, it is now time. And uh, first, before I before I finally use the name that I've settled on, uh, I would like to thank Cami Hutton, who is at Fat Pierlo. I would like to thank Cami for suggesting this name. I was going with a different name, but he he DM me on Twitter and he said, "Listen, bro, why don't you try this?" And I said, "You know what? This sounds much better than what I had." So thank you very much, Cami, for this name. I'm going to call, the, the question segment is now going to be called from now on, KJ's Q&A. So it is now time for KJ's Q&A. Alright, our first question comes from Kyle at Restless Monarch, or he now goes by Haunted Monarch. Uh, how do you feel about the WWE Saudi shows in general? They are a primary factor in why it is difficult for me, an American, to defend WWE the way I used to. I am interested to hear the opinion of someone who is geographically closer to the event, who likely knows more than I do. Don't get yourself into political trouble answering this if it is a concern. Love you. Thanks. Bye. Um, no, uh, I, I guess I could diplomatically answer this. Uh, see, there. Yes, there may be a lot of so so. I've got a lot to say about this, actually. But it may be problematic, right? It may be problematic, and I understand why it is problematic and why people say that, listen, you know, like blood money is this and that. And I get it. I get it. I totally understand. But you also need to understand that things over here on this side of the world have been very different for a very long time. So you have people who are sitting down here being of the older generations whether they're in power whether they're just in in your house right like it could be your grandpa grandma it could be um, a grandfather grandmother of someone the royal family right they things have run a certain way and they think that is the right way and should always run that way but as we know change is inevitable right so because times are changing and because somehow we need to adapt to the way things are changing and how, for example, social media has been a major, major change factor in the way we conduct business, the way we are in life. There's so many things that, that have changed because of just something like social media, and that's just one example. Because things have changed so much be, uh, in, in that regard that sometimes explaining change to people who don't understand the change is what problematic is is how it becomes problematic and now it's not necessary that it's only the older people that are that are struggling with the change you have people that believe the orthodox methods always work you know i am i'm if if you gun to my head if you said what type of thinker are you i'd probably say liberal right but i do have some conservative thoughts right i'm not i don't think anyone is one way completely you know i don't think anyone's Completely democratic. I don't think someone's completely Republican. I, I'm personally. I believe you need to let people live the way they want to live, because uh, as long as they're not hurting people or harming people or inconveniencing people in any way, you need to let people live the way they want to live, because that is the choice given to them, right? They, they, they should always have the ability to, and understand that. Countries in this region are, are pointed at and be like, well, look, you know, you guys don't get to do this. Again, like take take women driving, for example, right? Women driving was a big no-no because that was just the way it was understood that this is how it should be. Women cannot drive. They, they do whatever they need to do uh, at home. They're not allowed to show their face. They're not to do this, blah, 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 blah. Whatever it was, things are changing now and you cannot expect a change to come like full force all of a sudden just boom here here's a change one day snap your fingers everything's changed and now this is how we live it doesn't work like that change is gradual change takes time to implement because things have been so different for such a long time that you cannot just expect everyone to warp their mindset and be like all right this is how i'm going to think now cool you know it takes experience it takes a lot of a lot of factors to change the way you think you as As a person, you, the person who's listening to this podcast right now, as a person, you need to think, if I had to change a major thing about my life, would I be able to do it in a second, in a day, in a week? How long would it take you to change without something majorly drastic happening? You know? So there are changes coming. And yeah, it might be difficult for people in in the west to understand why things are still the way they are over here and i understand there's some there's a lot of things that i don't really want to get into in terms of politics and stuff or in terms of you know i'm sure you all know what i'm talking about i do not want to get into that but in terms of other things where where it comes to rights and stuff there are things that will eventually change you know there there, it's a step in the right direction which i guess is is a, a positive way of looking at things, right? I get there. it's one step towards a positive thing and then like maybe two towards something negative, but that negative stuff that you're seeing has always been happening. It's just more in the limelight now. You know what I mean? So have a look at what the positive things are because, again, everything that you think is negative... Uh, again, I'll use the example of women driving. If you think, like, oh, how the fuck did women just get the ability to drive you know well that was a negative thing that's changed to a positive now women can drive they didn't have cinemas they have brought in cinemas again those are they're they're taken from religious aspects right there's there's uh, an aspect of religion that comes into play and i me personally as a muslim i i think maybe there's a misinterpretation of what the religion is because islam isn't exactly as as harsh and heavy as people make it seem it's it's very simple but i get the perception you know i understand i understand the perception so again for me as a person seeing what's happening here i see positive change i see they're they're stepping the right direction but it will take time for this to change you know so but again it's your right if you don't want to watch these shows Again, I totally understand and respect why people don't want to watch these shows. I totally understand it. I grew up in this country, so I... Maybe I'm numb to all this stuff, you know? Maybe I'm just so used to it that it's like, yeah, this has always been like this. You know? So, I don't necessarily agree with it, but, yeah, I I'm just... Again, I'm just numb to things, you know? And it's, I'm sure most of you are numb to things that are weird about your countries. You know? So, it's it's just like that so yeah I hope that answers your question um so uh, a great question Kyle honestly great question uh I I've actually always wanted to kind of put my thoughts because again I live in this area so I do you know I'd be listening to like like, Kenny and Sandra talk about things and it's like I always have stuff like oh but you know it's actually like this and it's actually like so it it was always like I wish there was a I guess uh an open forum to talk about that from my perspective, living here, you know, uh, Kami Hutton at fat Pirlo. Thank you, buddy for naming this, uh, our AEW going through their big matches too quickly. I do kind of think so. Yes. Like Moxley and Pac. As I said, like that's a pay-per-view match for me, you know, Darby Allen, Jericho could have been a pay-per-view match. Uh, but I guess they do have to put some stuff on TV, you know, so get more people, get big names, build people up, uh, Cody and all these guys, like you know, save save some of the matches, uh, and and build your guys up a little bit. But I do want to see, I do want to see some of these matches saved for pay per views, because this is pay per view caliber stuff, one hundred percent pay per view caliber stuff. Um, Anthony Fitzpatrick at a Fitz twenty seven. If you had the power, who would you have win the men's and women's Royal Rumble? Oh wow, we're jumping to the Royal Rumble already. Uh, Royal Rumble I fucking love the Royal Rumble so uh, hmm, if I had to pick a Royal Rumble winner I'd say I want Ronda Rousey to return and win the women's so be off TV the whole time come back win the wa- women's Royal Rumble uh, that so that's the women's uh, men's I mean if I was having my way I'd say bring CM Punk and <laughs> make him win but no that's a cop-out answer uh, and Neck hates it when I talk about CM Punk, so I'm not gonna say CM Punk. Uh, if I had to pick a men's, ooh, Seth Rollins was the guy I thought who was gonna win, but right now I'm so soured on the on the main roster that I can't even think of anyone, like not one person I'd be interested in. But you know who I'd like to see them build because he was a really good heel on NXT. Would be uh, Robert Roode. If they if they put some stock into him and because and, he's excellent on the mic. He's so good on the fucking mic. He's a veteran. He's been wrestling for fuck knows how long. He's he's like he's he's not the best wrestler in the ring, but he's great character. His character work is excellent. And for me that's that's mainly what I look for. So um maybe Robert Rude, you know? I'd like to see Robert Rude but but you have to build him before you make him win. So not not as he is now but you got to build him up, and and then I'd like to see him win the Royal Rumble. I think that would be good, and then have him feud for the... But Heels winning the Rumble, it's been... I can't remember the last time a Heel won. I genuinely can't, because it's supposed to be the guy that has, like, you know, his people behind him and stuff. Maybe Samoa Joe, you know? Samoa Joe, or right now... Actually, you know what? Right now, Kevin Owens would make the best candidate as, as a face superstar. But I would like to see Robert Roode. Uh, Zachary Marsh at Perny got 13. Is Ron Smackdown worth watching yet? I haven't watched since Hell in a Cell. Oh boy. Hell in a Cell was not good. Ron Smackdown since then, including the draft stuff, have not been great. Not been good. Not great stuff. It's not good. Honestly, I'd tell you... I, I, I'm i thinking of what to tell you to watch. Maybe watch the, the debut of... Was this debut of SmackDown before or after Hell Cell? I think it was after? No, it was before, wasn't it? Jeez, I can't even remember. I don't even remember the order. But if you watched the episode where Brock won the title from, from Kofi, that's that's the last memorable SmackDown. Uh, and that was two weeks ago, if I'm not mistaken. See, I don't even remember what the main event of the last SmackDown was. A gen- oh, no, it was a draft one. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, that was... That's the... That's it. That's all I'm going to say. Go, it's not been good. It has not been good. So, yeah, maybe not. Maybe watch after... I would say watch after Crown Jewel. I think after Crown Jewel, they start building stuff. So, try them. Uh The hero formerly known as Neck, uh, at Carry Neck, if you were a prince from Saudi Arabia, what racist, murderer, or dead guy would you ask the WWE to look on your shit? Um... Racist uh I can think of one. Murderer. Who is the murderer in the show? Well, Seth Rollins murdered the character of Fiend, so does is he the one you are talking about? Racist we all know. Uh brother. And uh Dead Guy. Uh bring Benoit back. Why not? Fuck it. <laughs> and uh final question is from uh Ali osatian of Inside the Ropes at Ali also why don't you love me anymore? Well, Oliver, you disappeared. You went and were canoodling with Brett the Hitman Hart, with Inside the Ropes. So yeah, I thought I thought we had something here, but whatever. Looks like you're you're doing your own thing, Daddy. So uh, Andy O'Neill actually replied to that saying, Has he found a new Daddy to choke him? No. I only had one Daddy to choke me, and uh, yeah, he's apparently. With inside the ropes. Ooh, I'm inside the ropes, yeah. Fucking thank you inside the ropes anyways. Uh so uh that's it for your question, you guys. Thank you so much. Um We are now at the trivia part of the show. Now this is apparently getting harder than I thought. So I'm, I'm gonna slightly change it up a little bit this week and uh make you guess something something different. But uh the the correct winner of last week was at Carrie Neck. Congratulations, Carrie. He was the only one who successfully managed to guess that it was Deborah who was on the, the audio clip. So uh, ha, t- take a listen to this and, and it's so obvious.
0: Now, I'll tell you one thing, Mick, and that Steve Austin is my husband and I love him very, very much. And I had to sit there every day and watch him hurt. And that is the hardest thing that I've ever had to do in my life. And I'll tell you one thing, McFoley. I am just so thankful that Steve stunned you out there. I just regret that I wasn't out there with him. Thank
1: you. Yeah, see, that was Deborah. So, uh, yeah, I'm surprised you guys didn't get it. Uh, Now, I'm going to do something a little special at the end of this, right, Uh, before I Talk or rather play the next audio clip, but uh, just before I forget, I'm, I'm at the end of the month, I'm gonna have two, two guests come on the show review Crown Jewel with me. But also, as an added bonus, these two guests of mine are gonna be doing a reaction video, and that is because these two guests do not watch professional wrestling. So now, if you've been to YouTube.com forward slash ThatKJGuy, you can, you can see a bunch of videos that I did with uh, my ex-girlfriend, a few friends. Uh, I did a bunch of stuff. I did a really popular one that reached half a million, uh, rather, quarter of a million views. But then WWE fucking flagged it and took it down. So fuck them. But I'm going to be doing another one. I'm going to be doing it a little different under the YouTube guidelines so they can't do shit. And, uh, I'm going to be doing another video with, uh, two of my friends, a guy and a girl and, uh, th- neither of them watch wrestling, uh, properly. At least one of them used to, the girl used to, and, uh, the guy is sort of getting into NXT and stuff. So, so they're going to be doing the reaction video and then they're going to come on the podcast and review crown jewel with me. So we're going to be watching crown jewel together, reacting to crown jewel. And then after that, we're going to be doing a podcast where I get into some of the details and, and you know, Find out what they really thought about it and discuss some of their reactions that they had on the show. So uh so that's the idea for this month, you guys, and uh it should be a lot of fun, it should be really interesting. So stick around. They're actually here in my house, so I'm gonna bring them on just before I sign the show off. And uh yeah, so here's here's the audio clip. Now, this is what I want you to do for this week's trivia, right? What I want you to do for this week's trivia is I want you to listen and I want you to tell me who. Triple H and Shawn Michaels are talking about, or talking to, rather. So, um, so yeah, take a listen. What?
0: <laughs> Door's locked. I don't blame coach. Room service. Room service. You like me fluff pillow? Yes, I know that's you. There's no way I'm opening this door. No way. Landshark. Dandy Graham. Come on, open the door now. What are you doing in there, huh? What could you possibly be doing that you don't want anybody to see you doing? I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing, and if you don't stop that, you're gonna go blind.
1: Hey, Sean said to tell you that's a sin. So send any questions at, uh, rather not questions, sorry. Send, send in your trivia responses uh, to at that at Pod. Uh, it's going to be the pin tweet. So just leave your answers on that, and uh, let's see if you can guess who Triple H and Shawn Michaels were talking to. Um, it shouldn't be that difficult, but yeah. Um, and now finally, the standings of this week's. Fantasy League the Ropeton Fantasy League. Uh this is this is getting super competitive, but then we have one person who is very fucking intelligent and you know who you are, you asshole, but um yeah, again I don't like losing. So uh but in any case the third position this week goes to at Gareth underscore Allen uh who who has a solid eighty five points. Uh Gareth is trailing with well, not trailing but like he's he's in the third position. So Gareth is third position with 85 points. Second position goes to yours truly, KJ. Yes, sir. I am here with 90 points. So I'm not leading by that much uh or leading Gareth by by much. It's just 5 points. Um and uh the first position goes to someone who's so fucking smart because this person Made Ivar their fucking champion and Ivar just won a title. So destroying everyone else is Cammie Hutton. This is a Cammie Hutton show, folks. Fat at Fat Pirlo this week, 160 fucking points. He's leading me, who's I'm in second position. He's defeating me by 70 points, which is like a whole other player. So fucking well done well done Cami. you you outsmarted all of us 160 points i i think i think he's won this already um i don't know but still got two weeks and a pay-per-view so it's it's not it's not done yet so let's see let's see what happens uh at the at the end of that now uh to sign the show off guys uh here here are i'm not gonna introduce them i'm gonna let them introduce themselves here are my friends who are going to be reviewing Crown Jewel and reacting to Crown Jewel. So uh, here they are.
0: Yo, 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 what's up? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is my first podcast, you guys, so, so cut him through. What's up, uh, man? Uh,
0: I don't know what, what to say, but yeah, hello. Uh, thank you for having me. Fuck. I feel like Introduce such a. Yourself. What's your name? Oh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm Sachi. Yeah. Um, I'm a Saatchi. good.
1: Sachi's here, so Sachi. Sachi's just recently started watching wrestling, so Sachi yeah, man, it's of- utter bullshit. Yeah, oh, jokes. Wow. Oh.
0: <laughs> ah! Ah! jokes, jokes. I'm just yeah, joking, you don't man. don't want to do that yeah, <laughs> come after your ass. Nah, nah, and nah. They'll
1: know what you look like because we're doing a reaction video. Remember? So, oh yeah. yeah. Oh. So, so we'll
0: all know. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's gonna be uh, sick. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Are you,
1: are you excited for Crown Jewel?
0: Yes, uh, especially because Cain Velasquez is on there. Yeah, so so...
1: Sachi's actually a UFC guy. So Sachi's watched a little bit of MMA. He's watched... um, uh, So he knows Cain Velasquez. He knows Brock Lesnar. So he knows a few of the guys, right? And it's
0: crazy. You introduced me to... um, MMA, and now you're introducing me to WWE. Like, what the hell, man? What are you going to introduce to me next?
1: Um, (laughs) Bikini fighting. Mud mud wrestling. And uh, I shouldn't be saying that because his wife is here. Oh, 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 uh, shit. Okay. Saima, do you want to introduce yourself? Come in here. Hi, I'm Saima. I'm at Sachi's Better Half. Better Half? Better Half. Oh, wow. What am I then? I, you are the worst half. Ah! (laughs) Okay. Saima, have you watched wrestling? Yes, when I was younger. I don't know if that counts because it was just. No, I enjoyed it a lot, but I, I don't remember names, so I I'm, I guess I'm a rookie again. Okay, so that, see, that's good, because like, they have no idea what they're going to be watching, and uh, Crown Jewel should be interesting. So uh, I guess uh, we'll see them both in, in two weeks, right? Yeah, we can't yeah. wait! Peace out! All right, so um, yeah, guys, that's it for the podcast this week. Um, take care of yourselves, and, you know, since you're all here, KJ out. Shock the system.